Welcome to the recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon recap <laughs> or resisting entropy constantly through animal pregnancies. No, wait, that was uh, that was last week. That was Genesis thirty. Mm, the sheep. Not, that's actually true. Not uh, never mind. I'm not behind here. So we're on Genesis thirty-one. We have a special guest today, Steve. Steve Rindy, say hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Steve was up in... Uh, <laughs> you sound really South excited City's, to be here, man. South City's <laughs> Kids, where he did an age-appropriate lesson uh, on Genesis 31 as well. Based Thanks on the sermon. Here, Steve. Uh, Genesis 31. All right, let's see if you can do it. 30-second overview. I'm starting my counter mm. now. Verses 1 to 13. <laughs> That's not fair. You can't spray me with... He just sparkling opened water. up sparkling Start water right over. into the microphone. Start your timer over. That doesn't count. I think you got it wet. Nope. Three, two, one, go. Verses 1 to 13, God shows up, promises his presence, tells Jacob to leave Laban. Jacob's wives agree, and they take off to head to his place. God shows up and tells Laban not to go after uh, Jacob, and then gets him all the way home, and he makes a sacrifice and worships God. Ooh. He didn't get him all the way seconds. home, though. Uh, crumbled under the pressure. He's not all the way home. That's fine. That's 23 seconds. Uh, That's this next week. I know. I get to preach it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll on recap. Well, quickly thanks for the re- Thanks for listening to the recap. Yeah, Have a good simple. week. Um, anything particularly difficult to explain or understand as you were prepping to study? Prepping in study? There is not, uh, this wasn't a chapter with a lot of difficult things. Um, it's actually a lot of obvious things that have kind of been coming to a head to this point with Laban's manipulation and God's presence kind of urging Jacob on. We see some of Jacob saying, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And I think the Bible keeps doing that on purpose just to show us, well, it's actually God. It's not Jacob's head start. It's not... They're cunning. It's not, um, but it's it's God who's going to win the day to get His people all the way back home. Uh, the only the only thing I'd say is that there's some there's some controversy about like how we should view uh, Rachel taking the household gods. That's the one place where there's controversy. Some people say it was good that she did that as an act of defiance, and her sitting on them was like another act of defiance. Others say, no, that's reading too much into it. She's just taking them um, because she's spiteful and she's stealing and then she's hiding them because she doesn't want to get in trouble. And then what I said in the middle was just uh, either way, those gods are there and they're being put up against the true God to see if if they will expose them or if God will protect them uh, despite themselves. And I think that's the safe, clear point to make from it. And the other two are options. In my ignorance, there wasn't, or there's no discussion of Rachel taking them to still want to serve them? Not when what I read. Yeah, not what I read. I mean, maybe, but it seems like they're just so sick of him at that point that they're just kind of doing whatever they can to take whatever they can. Now, had Rachel been found out with uh, Jacob's vow immediately before, you know, their life is forfeit, do you think Rachel would have been? She would have been dead. Seems like it. Is that kind of like Jephthah? You remember Jephthah from Judges where he makes that super rash vow. Anything, yeah. The first thing I see 
Yep. I'll give up to the Lord. Yep. Yep. Jacob, Jacob's still kind of hasty with his words. Jacob is still in process for sure at this point. Like all of us, Dave. Like all of us. So what do you do at South City's Kids, Steve? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if everybody knows that every week I write questions and some comments so that the kids upstairs can kind of track with their parents. I've had multiple parents be like, "Yeah, it's crazy. They did. They learned the same thing." You know, like, "Yeah, we're doing that on purpose uh, to try to <laughs> alleviate, you know, Daniel's not wanting us to call it children's church, but still keep it continuous and." Helpful Let's be really for them. Clear, the assembly of the children upstairs is not the same as the assembly of the saints. There's continuity We're and not discontinuity. passing out the sacraments. We're not. You didn't know that we give them communion up there? Doing all those things. Oh boy. <laughs> we give them a snack. Gosh. Just give, have that, we're giving them a snack. Have that snack. <laughs> we just, give them a snack. Just kidding. Did any of those get in my coffee? Daniel just threw no. almonds at Dave. No. No. <laughs> I'm eating. I'm eating oven roasted, never fried mixed nuts. Mm. Steve, what, what happens in South City's Kids? Just give us a general, like, hey, here's what happens. You don't need to talk specifically about this lesson. Uh, South City's Kids in general um, start with snack time, some goldfish and water, and then uh, <laughs> Dave. That's just for the workers, though, right? Uh, both. Yeah. Why can't it be both? Yeah. Um, and then after that, we move to the carpet, and the kids all it's sit down. It's not pedo communion, it's pedo snackage. And I'll continue. We uh, read the passage that everybody, all the adults wow. are uh, reading and Dave's preaching on. And then Dave prepares some Did questions. Did you read the entire chapter? I read verses 1 to 24. Which is not the entire chapter. No, no. but that was yeah. the sermon text that was read in service as yeah. well. We, we tailor the reading a bit depending on what the content is for five and six year olds. Yeah, in Genesis, for example, there might be some areas you want to leave out. Two weeks ago, there wasn't a lot of the reading about the Jacob's many dalliances <laughs> with all the different women. <laughs> Just skip that part for the kids. There was a summer, a, an age appropriate summary of it. Yes, and some prepared questions, and they usually land very well, and it's sweet to hear the kids answers and responses. Uh, the first question this week, though, was, have you ever been on a long trip? Can you imagine being on a long trip without your mom or dad? That would be scary, wouldn't it? And the consensus was that, no, most kids would enjoy going <laughs> on a trip and not having their parents present. So that one didn't quite land the way I think Dave and us adults were expecting. Oh, um, but it was still. Did my kid answer saying she'd be terrified? She uh, did mention that she went to Maine last year, um, and she seemed to be okay going alone without her parents. So. <laughs> yeah. Ten out of ten for discipleship in the Visbicky household. <laughs> Train um, them up. Mm -hmm. Any. Uh, that's why we give them a snack at kids' church. So. Anything specific about this week that stood out to you, Steve, or anything else further you'd want to say? I just want to see who will defer to who first here. And no, I I'd certainly so. want to let Steve go first if he wanted to. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let Dave go. I don't think so. Uh, Nick, you have anything you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Riveting content here on the recap. That should be going to the next acronym. Um, so with, uh, the story so far, God's presence, 
in God's place, God's people. Certainly we see all three of these things happening and we see things like threats to that, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rachel's going to get, you know, potentially killed. Laban, you know, don't, uh, don't say anything good or bad to him. And then he shows up and starts talking his mouth off right away. Apparently, like, you know, intimidating, trying to get what's his. Um, Laban's not a good guy. There's lots of threats. And yet, God's people are protected from all of this, from various things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we've seen already. Yeah. And we'll keep on seeing. What uh, what kind of takeaways for us? I mean, how do we see ourselves? You talked about this some, but like, go further. How do we see ourselves in the story of Jacob? Yeah, I think I think that the... The best way to see ourselves is twofold. There's kind of two paths forward. One would be seeing Jacob, who's going to become Israel, who's uh, going to lead to the line of Christ eventually, and seeing that all of our all these promises are going to find their yes in Jesus and come to God's people that way. Uh, and I think that's the other connection is to say, why does God keep these promises? Because He's made a covenant. He's made a promise. He said to Abraham, you know. Uh, go and I'm going to bless you and make you great. And he's reconfirmed that uh, covenant promise with Isaac and with Jacob. He said, I'm go and I'll be with you and I'm going to make you great. And he's keeping that now. And, uh, and you know, the chapter you preached on chapter 28, uh, heaven is open to him. This ladder is open, meaning I think God's goodness and power is open to him is for him. And then in the new covenant, right? Jesus has called that ladder. I am the ladder. And I think he is what secures for us now in the new covenant that God's power and goodness is open to us because he's paid for our sins and he's covered us in his righteousness and filled us with his spirit so that we can be confident that he'll be with us even to the end of the age and get us all the way home to the new heavens and new earth, which I think is the, uh, this promise expanded. The new covenant is an expansion of this promise in some ways. Amen. Nick, you're preaching the next two chapters, all of which will be read out loud as part of our commitment to the public reading of Scripture this upcoming Sunday, right? I don't think that's what that means. That's not what that means? Okay. So we're going to uh, read select portions from the next two chapters. Yep. And Nick is going to preach on that 30-second preview of what's coming, Nick. This releases on Friday. That'll You'll preach This is the Sunday. precap. Yeah, as well. So <laughs> chapters 31 and 32 are... Um, where Jacob finds out that Esau is coming to meet him. And uh, it looks as though he's coming in attack mode. So Jacob is scared. And then we get the wrestling with God. And I won't let you go until you bless me. And then... Can we expect any WWE suplex moves being... Up on stage? Yeah. Yeah, Nope. (laughs) I don't think so. For the children's questions, can you include Frady Cat in there? A Frady Cat? Yeah. Jacob's being a Frady cat. That'll land with the kids. Perfect. <laughs> but then we see this kind of transformation, this moment um, where Jacob contends with God and comes to the end of himself, and it's sweet. Can't wait to preach it. Great. Looking forward to it. Guys, thanks for joining me on the recap. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel.